SAFM Sports Wrap. Oh, oh, isn't it wonderful? Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. We love Mondays. Man, I'm having one of those blue Mondays. Yes, indeed. But uh, welcome to Sports Wrap, SAFM Sports Wrap. This is an opportunity to talk about some of the great things that happened this weekend, including, of course, uh, huge congratulations first up to... Uh, Western Province. Western Province de- deserved winners of the uh, Curry Cup. They are Curry Cup champions. They beat the Sharks in Durban. All the more, <laughs> all the more impressive, and uh, indeed they deserve uh, full congratulations. But the other uh, team I'd love to congratulate, or teams I'd love to congratulate, is both the uh, men's and women's uh, hockey teams. They are both African champions again. I'm delighted to say we're going to have goalkeeper Rossi Rasmus, uh, Rossi Peterson, rather, on the line uh, in in a short while. We'll also talk uh, about the Western Province uh, Curry Cup champions. We'll also be chatting to James Keane of Bidvest Vitz as they uh, manage to overcome their Hoodoo team in the Telcom knockout uh, round of 16. They're through to the quarter. Of finals. But let's get into your sports news, starting off with uh, rugby. Jean-Luc Dupria has been ruled out of the Springboks here in Tour to Europe with an ankle injury. SA Rugby confirmed the flank had fractured his ankle and that no decision had yet been made on a replacement. Dupria lost just 22 minutes of Saturday's Curry Cup final defeat against Western Province in Durban before he was forced to leave the field with what looked like a nasty ankle injury that he had picked up in a tackle. Meanwhile, Western Province loose forward Nizam Kar will join English club Wasps on a three-month loan deal. The uh, news was confirmed on the Wasps website earlier today. The 26-year-old who helped Province in Saturday's uh, Curry Cup final against the Sharks in Durban will join up with the Wasps' cover following a number of injuries to their loose forwards in recent weeks. Football news. Bidwistvitz striker Gabarino Mango says he has apologised to Amazulu midfielder Michael Morton for spitting at him in an incident he deeply regrets. The Malawi international is currently awaiting the Premier Soccer League's verdict after he was captured on camera appearing to spit at Amazulu's midfielder Michael Morton in a league match at the Princess Magogo Stadium in September. I was involved in an incident that should not have happened in this uh, beautiful game of football. I offended Michael Morton and Amazulu Football Club, Mungo wrote in a self-issued statement. I also disrespected my club and above all I disrespected the beautiful game of football. To all I apologise unequivocally. Further afield, Burnley and Newcastle will meet as uh, they look to maintain their impressive starts to the Premier League. They play at Turf Moor tonight. Cricket news, I can tell you that Proteus coach Otis Gibson has confirmed Charles Langefeld will not be retained as bowling coach of the national team. Gibson held a press conference in Santon earlier after the Proteus defeated Bangladesh in the final T20 International yesterday by 83 runs to complete an historic clean sweep by whitewashing the visitors in all formats on tour. Gibson announced Langefeld's contract to come to an end but didn't confirm the full identity of his technical team. Further afield, West Indies reached 78 for one in reply to Zimbabwe's first innings, 326 at stumps on day two of the second test in Bulawayo. And finally in tennis, South Africa's Davis Cup team will host Israel in their first match following promotion to the Euro-Africa Group 1 segment of the competition in February. Israel spearheaded by the very tricky duty seller romped home to a clear-cut victory over Romania in a playoff encounter over the weekend. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, the big congratulations needs to go out to Western Province. Crowned Curry Cup champions, they produced a uh, great come from behind 33-21 win over the Sharks in Durban on Saturday. I'm delighted to welcome on the line to talk about the Curry Cup final, Lloyd Bernard, Sport24 uh, rugby writer. Lloyd, thanks for joining us. Uh, good evening. Hi, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Well, there was always going to be one happy Robert Dupria on Saturday evening. This time it was the sun. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, pretty pretty decent uh, second half showing there from Province. Um, yeah, almost uh, almost a replica of what happened in Durban two weekends ago in the in the final round of fixtures of group stages. You know, um, kind of down in the early stages of the game, and it took a phenomenal second half effort 
to come back. And in the end, I mean, you know, deserved winners. I don't think the Sharks were close to the level that that province won on Saturday. Yeah, I I, I hear you. Certainly, while the Sharks were leading in the uh, in in the first half, I mean, their scrums were far from convincing from the beginning. But while you were there watching, did did you get the feeling that that might come back to haunt them? Yeah, I mean, the scrums were, were a problem for the Sharks all the way through the game from the very first one until the last one. Um, you know, and as, as Robert Dupree said afterwards, I mean, senior, that is, if you don't, if you don't win your set piece, um, and you don't make your tackles, then you're going to struggle to win rugby matches. And that unfortunately was the case for the Sharks throughout the game on Saturday, especially in the second half. I mean, slipping some first time tackles that you really need to be making at that level. And, um, you know, Kerwin Bosch guilty on a couple of occasions. Got April as well. Um, mm. So yeah, when you're missing simple tackles like that, and you and you and you're battling to to win your own ball at scrum time, I mean, you're always going to struggle to to win a match. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting you touch on the fly halves. I, I know there was a, a big sort of fly half uh, comparison between Robert Debris and Kerwin Bosch, and uh, you know certain certain players leading up to the final. But uh, you know, Kerwin Bosch was talked up by everyone, from former players to former coaches to current coaches to bookmakers. I, I think they even had nine to two odds of him slotting a drop goal in the final. But it just seemed like he didn't pitch up. Do, do we put too much pressure on clearly talented or you know players that are? are prospectively good, but unrefined still. Mm, yeah, he did actually start a drop call the final. Quite yeah, an impressive yeah. one, so you, you would have made some money. Um, but look, with him, him in particular, I mean, he is a, a hell of a special talent. I think everybody knows that. Um, you know, his kicking game is really impressive, and, and with ball in hand, he's exciting. I mean, the one problem with him has been his defensive work, and that was something identified by Springbok coach Alistair Kutsier, um, when Kerwin was in the mix during the rugby championship and they sent him back to the Sharks for Curry Cup and asked him to work on his defensive game. Robert Dupreas says it's something they have been working on with him very closely all season. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, given the evidence on Saturday when it matters most, he's he's still not quite at the level that he needs to be at. But having said that, I am glad that he's um, been retained in the Springbok setup for the end of year tour. I think it would be quite harsh to... Um, you know, leave him out based on on what effectively is one poor performance this season. Um, look, he can only get better defensively, um, and once he irons out those flaws in his game, then he absolutely is a, a very exciting talent for South Africa going forward. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's got uh, so much talent. Uh, I would love to see what he's mm. when he is a little more uh, polished, as they say. But uh, speaking of the Sharks players, I, I do want to ask your opinion on on the significance of losing both Jean-Luc and Dan Dupria to, to injury and a yellow card respectively and, and how you feel that actually impacted on the on the final result? Yeah, personally, I think, uh, to be honest, by the time the yellow card came, I know the Sharks were still in that game, um, but I feel like the damage was done um, by the time Dan got sent off. Um, but the Jean-Luc injury was, was massive. I mean, John Dobson, the province coach, said after the game that the ball carrying of both Jean-Luc and had been identified as the two major threats that the Sharks posed to province. Um, and then Dobson spoke further about mixed emotions that he had, you know, of, of seeing Jean-Luc leaving the field after 20 minutes because you obviously never want to see yeah. a player get injured. But when, when you're the opposition coach and, and you know, the the biggest threat on the, on the opposing side um, is forced to leave the field with injury, then that, that obviously bodes well for your side going forward. So I think the Jean-Luc injury was was a crucial blow for the Sharks. 
Um, and, you know, it came at a time in the game where, um, if I'm not mistaken, they were they were still ahead. Um, and he had just had a massive role to play in, in the try that Dan actually scored. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just that physicality that the two of them offer, and especially when they're working together, I think once, once Jean-Luc was forced off, um, it was definitely a little bit of a boost for Province. Yeah, and of course, uh, it doesn't help that he's out for the uh, the year, end of year tour for for the Springboks as well. But just on the point of Western mm. Province rugby, though, what, what is what does this Curry Cup win actually mean for for Western Province rugby, who themselves have been through a few ups and downs in recent years? Yeah, um, look, the Curry Cup's still important. You know, it's it's, it's unfortunate that it has to. Uh, you know, we wait every year until until it gets to playoffs for us to start paying real attention. Um, but for John Dobson, it's big. I mean, it's his first major piece of silverware since he's taken over as province coach. Um, and for a lot of those youngsters, um, you know, it's a nice boost as well. I mean, a guy like Damien Willemse, who, you know, a year yeah. ago was writing the trick exams and a year later is a Curry Cup winner. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to do wonders for players like that. I think your province is a union that's been through a bit of, um, you know, financial troubles and um, they've had their worries um, on and off the field over the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely a boost for them. Um, certainly came at a good time. Well, it really has uh, come at a great time for Western Province. Uh, I, I wasn't sure they were going to do it, to be fair. I looked at it and I thought, ah, you know, that when you when you consider that, uh, that they beat the Sharks a couple of weeks prior to that, I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to read anything into this because the Sharks didn't have anything to play for. Province were playing for a home semi. But uh, in the end, it turned out to be a significant result, and they almost repeated it, as you said, in uh, the final. But uh, Lloyd Bernard, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed all the rugby action, and uh, b- go and enjoy all the, the build-up to the end-of-year tour. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, uh, as I mentioned earlier, absolutely delighted for uh, South Africa's uh, men's and women's hockey teams. They are African champions again. The Proteus managing to beat uh, Egypt 2-1, the men's team, with a, a rather classic come-from-behind win over uh, over Egypt in that final. They're, they're uh, Hockey Cup of Nations champions, officially. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome on the line uh, a man who's been a stalwart and uh, long-time servant of uh, South African hockey, goalkeeper Rassi Peters is on the line. Uh, Rassi, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was following this match on Twitter. It's one of those weird things that you do, trying to follow matches on Twitter that you can't watch live. And I got rather excited when you equalized, of course. But then but then I, I felt like this match was going to go to extra time from all the updates I was receiving. But, of course, that late winner came. Uh, I mean, what was it like there in the match and, and to score a, a winner so late? Yes, I tell you what, it was a, it was a massive team performance. I mean, all the odds were against us. I mean, you can imagine playing Egypt in their home country yeah. uh, in front of a massive Egyptian crowd. Uh, I mean, it was a, like you said, it was a nail biter. Um, we went down, one nil down in the first couple of minutes, but you know, then we, the boys just kept on grinding through. We went into halftime one nil uh, into the second half, and Tone Titan scored a cracker with an equalizer, and then that that put us on the front foot. You know, then we just. Made sure we were looking after the balls. Uh, I mean, the guys at the back were they were just defending like Trojans. So it was a it was a massive team effort. So yeah, it was probably one of the biggest finals I think I've ever played in, and then one of the sweetest mm. cups I've ever won, to be honest. Yeah, because I wanted to ask you about that because uh, I mean, you guys have won so many now. I think it's uh, I think this is your eighth overall that you've uh, that you've that you've gone on to claim, um, which which is hugely impressive in itself. And I think the last six have actually been won against uh, against Egypt. But 
I mean, this one in particular is, I, I know it's tough playing in Egypt. I wanted to ask you about that, but I also wanted to ask you about the hosting, because I know our football teams don't always get treated with, with a great deal of uh, respect and training opportunities, and uh, there's usually loud parties in the hotel till 4 a.m. <laughs> so that the players can't sleep. What was it like this time for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's slightly different, but I must be honest, they did really look after us. I mean, there were a couple of safety, safety issues that, that we were worried about before we left. But I must be honest, uh, I mean, Egypt looked after us well. Uh, we always had police escorts and, and people looking after us. Uh, the accommodation where we stayed with Esha Hockey's book to us, um, it was really good. So we can't really complain about the way we looked after. Of course, as soon as you walk into the stadium, yeah. you know, their the fans treat you slightly differently. Uh, but I must, I must be honest, yeah, I, I mean, we discuss these kind of things before we go on, uh, on tour, before we travel to a place like this. You know, and, and we try to get the guys' heads into the right space. Um, and I must be honest, uh, it just showed yesterday in the final, you know, the guys are just focused on what we're supposed to do. You know, and luckily we've, we've, we've done the job. As long as you didn't have to deal with too many flares on the pitch or uh, or any lasers in your eyes, I suppose. But, but... Well, yeah, like, like, like it was a day game. So oh, I good. just got away with that. <laughs> but but uh, look, I mean, uh, overall, this, this this means a huge thing for you because uh, you've actually gone on to qualify for the uh, the World Cup in India next year. I mean, that, that, that must be additionally pleasing, especially when you consider that you this must have been a significant part of your Commonwealth Games build-up as well. No, of course. I mean, that was a huge prize. I mean, it was the only ticket to the World Cup. Uh, you know, you have to be the African champions to qualify uh, to the World Cup. I think we're actually the last nation that's qualified now. So, and then, of course, we, we, we lost that game against them the other day in the, in the World League here in South yeah. Africa. So we had a bit of unfinished business. You know, and to go there and to go get the ticket, you know, like I said, it was a special performance and it was a special day for yourself, to be yeah. honest. That must have been a, a low point for you guys, I mean, after the World League. And then, of course, your coach left as well, which uh, which didn't help things. I mean, was it a was it a case of the players regrouping and, and, and just getting yourselves into that confident mode? I mean, you talk about that overall great gutsy team performance throughout. I mean, was it was it simply a case of you guys trying to boost the confidence and get the best out of your, your squad when you were really up against the odds? Yeah, I must, I must be honest, you know, we've got a special squad, you know, it's not just the 18 guys that go out and go do the, do the business, you know, we've got, a, we've got a majority squad of 30 guys, um, and I think it's the one good thing we've built the last couple of years was it was depth in the men's team. Uh, of course, we had also a couple of players, uh, our European players, where the club didn't release them, so, so some of the younger guns had to step up to the plate. Um, of course, losing our coach uh, just before uh, a big tournament like this, uh, it can, it can, it can create a bit of problems. But I must be honest, uh, Sheldon Rostin, um, uh, the interim coach, he did a sterling job. You can just imagine he was, he was basically standing in as as a head coach for the yeah. SMN team, and he was a head coach for the women's team. Uh, I mean, even his uh, coaching staff, I must, I must give huge credit to them. These guys were working around the clock. Uh, they had a, they had a great plan for us. The boys stuck to the plan, and, and it worked out. So. So I must be honest, like I say, this was this was a huge one for us. Yeah, I mean that must be. You talk about Sheldon Rostrum, that interesting dynamic when you when you're coaching a men's and women's team at the same tournament. That must be particularly difficult to to try to make that arrangement work. But just on the point of the women's team, you played after the women's team had already beaten Ghana in their final. Did that as well give you a, a sense of extra confidence? Yes, of course. I mean the ladies they're on a massive high at the moment. You know they qualified actually for the World Cup before African Cup, so they already had their ticket. Uh, they've been re- doing really well the last couple of years. You know, and of course, to see the ladies, you know, winning the tournament without even conceding a goal, you know, just shows, yeah. you know, what momentum they've got. Um, you know, obviously the selectors also picked a couple of younger girls as well to give them a chance, also to build a bit of depth and also to give them that, that kind of experience. 
So, I mean, it's great. I think SA Hockey is a great space. You know, and like you say, next year, the big year for this Commonwealth Games, this World Cup, the Ladies' World Cup is in June in London, uh, other in, uh, in, in December in, in India. So, yeah, so, so there's, there's, there's massive positives that we can take out of this. You know, the job is done now. Now we have to build on this. Now, I want to talk about your own game because at one stage, the, 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 the Twitter feed that I was reading said you pulled off two cracker one-on-ones, I think it was. And then, uh, I mean, they really were full of praise for you at the end of the, at the, end of the game. H- how did you feel about your own performance? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, when the match started, you know, they scored, a, they scored in the, like I said, I think it was in the first eight minutes, they scored their first goal, so I haven't really touched the ball. Mm. The keeper, you like, you like to get a touch on the ball, but, you know, most of the times I think my eyes are closed when I make those saves. So, <laughs> so yesterday was just, just my lucky day. So, yeah, but, uh, but like I say, uh, the defenders played well, and that just makes my job so much easier. It's probably cliche what I'm saying, but, yeah, it, it was all a good day. Everything worked out nicely. We defended our short corners quite well, so... Yeah, no, no gutsy performance by everybody. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to ask. Uh, I'm not going to ask too many things uh, more about that. Uh, making saves with your eyes closed. I'll just accept that you uh, that you conceded as much on national radio and uh, and leave it as that. But uh, <laughs> overall, though, uh, Rassi, when you when you look at where the, uh, the the team is at the moment, I mean, do you do you ever get a sense though, and, and when you consider the the overall disappointment of not going to a, a tournament like the Olympic Games, do, do you ever get a sense that you need to continually sort of prove points at how good you? are on, on the world stage? Yeah, it's so sad. You know, I've, I'm lucky. I'm, well, you know, I'm one of the older guys. So I've, I've played, played yes. a bit of hockey around the world and, and I've always said that you know, hockey is an absolute sleeping giant. Uh, just to see, you know, the amount of hockey players we have in this country. We've got more hockey players than, you know, the Olympic champions, the old Olympic champions like the Germans. We've got double the amount. So, so it's, just, it's just that transition after school you know, into our club systems, university systems, and, and having trying to have a semi-professional system where we can have good leagues going. Um, I think the biggest problem is just players are retiring too early. Uh, they're retiring at the age of 22, 23, uh, because there's no real carrot out there. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm very confident when, when the day comes, uh, you know, and then hopefully there's big sponsors on board and really backing our sport, you'll definitely see South Africa winning, winning medals at World Cups and, and Olympic Games, no doubt. Well, I certainly look forward to it because, uh, Rassi Peterson, you're among the great ambassadors for the game of hockey, uh, not only in South Africa, but of course uh, around the world as well. Keep flying the South African flag so high and well done again on what was a sterling performance in Egypt. Thank you very much for the compliment and thank you for all the support. We really appreciate it. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. SFM South Africa's news and information leader now. Let's talk football because Pitvesvitz defeated Free State Stars, their hoodoo team, as some say, 4-2 after uh, extra time on Saturday to secure their place in the Telkom knockout quarterfinals. They've been drawn against Barroca, incidentally, as uh, as of earlier today. But uh, I'm delighted to say we've got a man who scored a phenomenal goal to finish off the uh, scoring route on Saturday evening. James Keane on the line. James, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Good evening. Uh, firstly, that goal. I mean, that was a collector's item. Just describe it to us. Yeah, it was a lovely goal. I was very happy with that one. Uh, not going to lie. Um, that was a, is a big kick from uh, Darren Keith, uh, the goalkeeper, and I read the situation well. Um, and I took my thumb. I've seen the two defenders coming towards me, and I've seen the goalkeeper advancing towards me, and um, did exactly what I wanted to do, really. Chipped uh, him into the far corner. And uh, sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, it's nice when it does. Yeah, absolutely spectacular finish. I, I thought it was uh, it was brilliant. But uh, you know, last five minutes of added time, you're leading three two at the time. It's a bit of a nervy, uh, nervy sort of time in the game as well. Were, were you thinking, I score this, the game is over? Is that what was going through your mind? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, in, in the cup games, you know, as uh, the team's always going to come and pressure the last few minutes when you're leaving a game. So to kill off the game uh, and take that pressure away from us uh, definitely makes it a little bit easier on the on the team. You know, it's a hard fought battle in extra time. The legs are heavy, um, and to put the game to bed helps a lot of people. Yeah, it does definitely. Now, look, I, I, Free State Stars. When I saw the draw, I just thought, oh no, this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> and and I'm sure there were a few people at the club that were thinking something similar. And I know media and fans hype it up, talk about Free State Stars as being your hoodoo team. But now you've beaten Free State Stars. Uh, you know, do, do do you actually, as players, believe in hoodoo teams? Or what, what what sort of reaction was there after the game? From the players, from the coaching staff, was it was it something that you were genuinely celebrating as a as as just a win, or was it a win against the side that has had your number for the longest time? To be honest, I think I think as soon as we got the draw, I think we we knew we'd beat them. So that's exactly how I thought. I thought we'd beat them at home, big chance. Uh, I don't think many of us, to be honest, were. Yeah, I'm not being cocky, but I don't think I think at home we feel very very strong, as we do in most away games. Three state stars away, on the other hand, has been, has been a tough game. Uh, at home, I think every team in the world has one of those teams. You know, uh, you know, when I played in Sweden for many years, we always had one team away. Uh, they finished 30 points behind us in the table, but we could never beat them away from home. Um, but we've just come into form now. We have we have started off with a slow start and we, and we got them, and I think we've seen a big opportunity to go and beat them at home. Yeah, I, I think when you talk about that team, uh, Barocca certainly Kaiser Chiefs' hoodoo team because uh, they've met several times and Chiefs have never beaten Barocca despite the fact that they uh, no. have been lower tier side for for the, until last season, of course. But yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I played in football for many years. I had one of those teams in Sweden. They always finished fighting for relegation. Go away from home, we can never ever beat them. Never <laughs> Must we beat them five nil at home. <laughs> away from home, we draw one one or lose two one. Never, it was incredible. Well, you, you talked about some of the positives there, and uh, you know, if you combine the the league and cup, you've you've claimed back to back wins now. But results aside, as a player, do you see a, an upswing in the way you're performing? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, <laughs> I think the start of the season we beat Golden Arrows uh, there in the, in the cup, and then we lost to Cape Town City at home. Um, we did play bad. We haven't been playing badly. The results haven't been going our way. Yeah, we've been conceding a few too many goals, but I just think that we needed that win to uh, boost the confidence of the team and the players and um, get that first win and something to build on, something to look back. We, yeah, we won that game, now we won that game, and, and now just keep going forward. Um, our trails are up. Have you, have, you, have you, as a player, sort of sat down and considered where things might have been going wrong? I know there are a few people, including some players in the squad, have been talking about their feelings on why things have not gone uh, the club's way. I mean, what, what, what's it like internally at the moment? I, I think we have. I think we're very lucky as a team. We have we have a great coach who's who's been and seen pretty much everything in the league that there is to see. Um, he's won. You know, he's been very successful, and I think he knows what it takes to be successful. He's proven that wherever he's been, uh, and it's no different this year. We've lost a few games. Uh, he knows not to panic. The players, we've got a lot of experience in the team, and we've got a lot of good players in the team as well who know that it's, it's just a period. It's going to go over. We we all believe in ourselves. Um, you know, and I'm sure players have been there before. You know, we've had players in, in big teams before, and I'm sure they haven't always gone their way wherever they've been. And um, that's how it's been for us lately. Things just haven't gone our way. Uh, no, there's not been no panic. We've got great team spirit. We all work hard every day. Um, you know, Gavin Gavin is a coach. If anyone can do it, Gavin can. And I think he will prove that without doubt. You know, you know, we've all got this first game now uh, on Saturday in the, in the, in the uh, league. 
won in the cup uh, the weekend, and you know we, we're just going forward now. I think that's kind of behind us. I think everyone knows in the club that where Bidvestwitz will will be at the end of the season. Yeah, I, I I also feel it's a bit of a patch, and of course you've been very unlucky with injuries and suspensions so far this season as well. Uh, the club has suffered its fair share, but you must be delighted to have uh, Butlim Konazi almost back and Darren Keat back, of course. Yeah, two very important players. You know, uh, Darren Keats worth his weight in gold. He's, um, he's he's been fantastic for us last season. I think he proved up by getting goalkeeper of the season. Um, and you know, to have him back and Butle almost back. He was he was also huge for us. He scored a few goals last year, and he always put his neck on the line for the team. Um, yeah, and he's been a big miss for us uh, at the back. You know, we have conceded a few too many goals, um, and you know, I think we're putting that right at the moment. Now uh, let's let's look a little further ahead. Obviously, uh, the, the 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 game midweek is against Chipper United uh, on on Wednesday. You talked about the importance of home ground advantage earlier on. At least your next three games are all at home, which I suppose will will, will make you rather pleased. Uh, they are all sort of not all back to back because of the international break, but you do have Wednesday and then uh, the match on Saturday against Barocca and the Telkom Knockout Quarterfinals, who you actually beat in the league uh, not not too long ago. But you must enjoy the fact that you've got that winning momentum now, and you're heading into another two competitive matches back to back. Yeah, when, when you know when you're winning, you you want to you want to play as soon as possible. You have got the confidence up. You know, you're, things are going well for you. You want to be playing again into into play at home again on Wednesday against Chipper. You know, it's never an easy task. Isn't? There's no easy games in this league, um, as has been proven time and time again. But yeah, to have a game on Wednesday and Saturday at home, and then go into a break. You know, I've been asked to come for a break with. With uh, <clears throat> with two victories, um, go in there with confidence, work hard in the break, put a few things right, and then uh, uh, come back into the into the league again. I think it's I think it's Sundowns at home after that. Well, no, it's a cup game, and then Sundowns I think. So you know the games don't stop after after this international break either. So uh, it'd be nice to go in into those games as well with the confidence on these two. Yeah, well, I certainly wish you everything of the best. But James, uh, once again, absolute stunner last night on uh, on Saturday night. I thought it was uh, I thought it was certainly one of uh, the goals of the season so far. But uh, best Thank of luck, much. best of luck in the uh, two uh, two games immediately ahead, and certainly for the remainder of the season. Thanks for chatting to us. Awesome. Thank you very much. Take care. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it's uh, just about time for us to say cheers. We are out of here, but uh, I've just got to mention one thing before I go. It's uh, producer Siobhan Chetty's penultimate day with SAFM, and. Uh, uh, it's a final day working with me, so I, I just want to say a few words for the, the years that we worked on air together. Uh, Siobhan, you here? We've had we've had some 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 really easy days. We've had some really difficult days as well. Some wonderful guests, some exclusive guests. We've we've had some magnificent shows. We've had other shows. We've we've laughed. We've laughed on air. We've cried on air. We've had nightmares behind the scenes, and I'm not sure all the. Listeners actually realize sometimes by the time we get on air. So I want to thank you for all the time you spent compiling and uh, producing, improving the shows that we've worked on. Uh, thanks for dealing with me on good days. I'm, I know I'm terrible on bad, but you're a calming influence and your advice has always been welcomed. And, and especially thanks for accepting me with all my quirks because I know that's tough. I'm going to miss you and I know that the, the listeners are going to miss your special touch on the shows. And I want you to know that I, I respect you and I respect your work ethic. And I know that you know this, but success doesn't come by accident, so you must take pride in what you've managed to achieve so far. I'm very proud of you, and I, I also know that you've got a very long, successful career ahead of you, and I want to wish you everything of the best in all your new ventures, and 
I hope that you're going to continue to welcome new challenges in both your professional and personal lives. And I hope you're not going to forget about us and that you're going to come back and say hello from time to time. I know we're running just a bit over, but uh, Naledi Muleo is going to be up after the news with the talk shop. Don't go anywhere. That's where we're going to have to leave it tonight. It's uh, time for us to say cheers from Siobhan Chetty for the final time with me and from me, Dwayne DeLocca. Have a lovely evening. It's 7 o'clock.